can't help it. Got a thing for big, big knockers. knockers. Welcome to the show, Moonlighting fans. Whether you're a Moonlighting fan from way back when, or whether you are new to Moonlighting and you want to know what all the hype is about, you have come to the right place. Hi, I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. And we're your hosts for the podcast that is all about Moonlighting. When we talk about Moonlighting, we're talking about the Emmy award-winning 80s TV series starring Bruce Willis and Simple Shepherd. So if you're a fan of theirs, you're going to want to stay tuned as we review all 66 episodes. We hope you enjoy this journey with us because we are going to be watching the series episodes one by one and discussing them every week. Now, this is going to take several years, as you can imagine, so please join us because we are going to have so much fun along the way. We will also be releasing bonus episodes of interviews with creators, cast and crew to extend your listening experience. That's right. And we really want to include our Moonlighting fans in this project as much as possible. So write to us and let us know what your thoughts are. And even if you have some trivia to disclose, our email address is fans at moonlightingthepodcast.com. And we will include you in our future episodes. So stay with us. Shauna and I are beyond excited to finally bring Moonlighting into the 21st century for some serious discussions. You up for it, Shauna? I sure am. Well, let's get started. Food's free, liquor's free, you free. I just love how he asks her to come. It's such a good way. Uh, okay. oh, do, you want to come? do you want to come with me tonight? They're having a shindy. It's like a date. Yeah, food's free, liquor's free, you free. <laughs> free, me, free, v. C. But in the But in the promo, it's different. What does it say in the promo? It's from a different angle. Oh, okay. The angle is in front of Sybil, but... The one that's in the show is from the side, so it's a different uh, part. So they must have changed their mind what they were going to do. Yeah, funny. Yeah, at least she picked up her maracas. Okay, so one maraca is on the shelf behind him, and that yes, okay, so she's got one maraca. They needed it for the scene, of course, because uh, she says, oh, "Did you have a, just have a look?" Did you? Yeah, when he sits on the corner of her desk, you can see the maraca on the shelf behind him. I've written here for Shauna. Car scene. David is driving. David is driving. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. I do love this color dress. I do love this sparkly top. Mm. I wish it were a full dress though. And like sparkly all the way down. I think it's a little odd to have like no sparkle on the bottom. It's just a skirt. I don't know. It's all right. I guess I, I just, I, I would like it better if it were a full dress, but I think it's really cute. Mm, I don't know. Maybe what? it would have been too much of us all glittery. I yeah. mean, it's not a wedding yet. It's just the um, reception. Uh, I like the conversation here. Okay, so they good writing where they really focus on, I wonder what she's going to be like. Don't you wonder what she's going to be like? You know, it's kind of like the focus has to be on Stephanie because we're going to have a big reveal here in a minute. So the conversation is, you know, really building it up like, what's this woman going to be like? And da, 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 you know, and. The things that David says, if I know my father, you know, someone who is I'm impressed um, with the double shot glass, colored bowling balls. <laughs> it thinks like the, uh, one of the greatest inventions is a colored bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but basically what? Like she's going to be, she's going to be dumb. 
maybe women in the past that his dad's dated was done. I don't know. Uh, he's picturing an older woman who maybe father. maybe is very homely and hasn't been around the block. <laughs> yeah. They're both, you know, a lot of smiles, a lot of like, don't you wonder? David looks very like happy and smug. Um, it's nice to see them not arguing. Sitting there I know. Yeah. They really are kind of like they're, you know, couple-ish yeah. in this. And of course, you know, the, Big knockers joke. She sees that coming a mile away because she knows David so well by now. You know, it's so funny. They arrive at the house, and yeah, David uses a knocker. Then again, and Maddie, Maddie's like, David, I can't help it. I've got a thing for big knockers, and they say it together. Yeah. So he's and really he- nervous. He wants to make a good impression. I think it's funny. She goes, "Well, calm down." Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Okay, pot call on the kettle, <laughs> especially in the next episode, but we won't go there. Yeah, I just think that's funny how she delivered that line. Well, calm down. Mm. Somebody opens the door, I guess, with Stephanie's mom. Yeah, so he's really surprised to see that she's so young. But is she? Does <laughs> 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 she look young to you? I mean, maybe in 1986, but like, what? How old would you think she was these days? I'll tell you in a minute. I mean, I would think that she was in her 70s, for God's sake. I don't know. I mean, no, she didn't look that old. I don't know the hair, the clothes. I, I mean, I'm not reading her as like a like a young. Well, her name is Edith Fields, but funnily <laughs> enough, for some reason, I don't have her birthday here. But anyway, I thought I'd be able to tell you how old she was. But her career started in 1975, so. Okay, she was born in 1939. So how old is she in this episode? 1986. 46. 47? 47. <gasps> She's 47. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? She's yeah, younger that's... than me in this episode. She does wow. look a bit older in the episode, though. She doesn't look 47. No, God, no. But you know what the funny thing is? It's just, I think it's the time. Because just imagine what the casting would be or what this woman would look like today. You know, especially if they wanted to look like a younger mom, kind of. Yeah. It would not look like this. I mean, this no. hair, this beaded. No. But you know, the funny thing is, like my sister and I always say, my grandmother looked like a grandmother. Short, curly, gray hair, polyester slacks and things like that since she was like 45 years old you know what i mean like because that's, that's what it looked like that's how it was yeah but so now a 40 year old woman looks like a 25 year old woman with all the exactly you can have done i know exactly so uh these days my gun i can't i cannot believe that she's 47 there that's that i'm shocked but just in general because okay she looks like she'd be in her 60s or something that's what i would guess but yeah these days it would be totally different look a whole different actress yeah Yeah. but anyway she um she's been in a lot of tv series and movies but she's a veteran of stage screen and television and is the recipient of the prestigious los angeles drama critics award yeah so anyway that's um that's edith fields but she's definitely not old enough to be stephanie's mum. no i wonder how how old um the actress who played stephanie was at this moment in time let's talk about stephanie Okay. Stephanie was born on the 4th of October, 1949. So they're only 10 years apart. 
How funny. Okay, so who did the casting for this show? <laughs> that is so funny. So Bryn Thayer has been working in the industry since the 70s. She's been nominated for a Daytime Emmy and wrote and performed her one-woman show, The Eulogy. Her latest films are Love and Debt and Collusions, which were both released in 2019. Um, recent television appearances include Suits. Oh, I didn't recognise her. I wonder which episode she was in. 911 and she was in NCIS. Let me see when she goes back to... Believe it or not, it looks like Moonlighting was one of the first things she did. Oh, wow. Yeah, it doesn't come up with anything before that. So it was early in her career when she was on Moonlighting. (laughs) And by the way, Maddie agrees with me on the age thing because she says, uh, because David says, didn't she look a bit immature? Mm. Immature or what? The quilting bee? Woman seemed a little uh, immature. Immature? What do you mean immature? She seemed perfectly mature to me. Well, she's a little on the youngish side. That depends. Youngish for what? Quilting bee? <laughs> <laughs> but they're starting to really, like, drive the point home. Um, that woman looked young. I wonder how old this, you know, woman is that my father's marrying. But Maddie's being really good here. She's being really supportive. Like, all of David fears. She keeps trying to, like, calm David. Yeah. Uh, like, don't worry. So if she's young, who cares? And, you know, it's all fine. And she's right there for him. The roles are reversed in this episode. Now that we think about it, they are a bit reverse. And David's father comes up, you know, they hug and he, like everyone's nervous here. David's nervous. His dad's nervous. He's hugging, he's got a bunch of aftershave on and he's hugging Maddie and there's a lot of nervous laughter and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The father's acting really nervous. He's got mm-hmm. that nervous laugh. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> He really wants David to like Stephanie. Yes. And he's wearing a lot of aftershave and apparently he smells like a stick of juicy fruit. Yes, giant stick of juicy fruit. I'm so nervous. I'm so scared. And I love how much David's dad loves Maddie. Yeah. Can I stay here with you? <laughs> how well do you know this woman? Not well enough. Good. Give me a hug. I'm so nervous. I'm so scared. I'm so. Can I stay here with you the rest of my life? <laughs> I know. That's cute. Now, one thing I don't understand is yeah, he says, oh, Richie rang, he's going to be able to make it to the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And he goes, by the way, your brother called, he's going to be able to make the ceremony. Oh, great, great. You met Richie. Of course she knows Richie. Why would you say that? Well, just because she's met him before, like, uh, you know, Richie, but it's been a while. When was it? The first episode of season two? The second season, yeah. I don't know. Like, people say things like that, like, oh, great, Richie, you know, Richie, like, to the dad, like, just letting the dad know. Maddie's met him before, you know, Richie, you know, I know, of course she does. And they know that, but I don't find it that out of it, you know. I just found it a bit strange. Like, oh, you know, you met Richie as if, oh, she met him for like 10 minutes. She really did. Uh, They went out dancing for God's sake. That's true. He was very (laughs) jealous over them. But maybe the dad doesn't know, you know, like, oh, you know, Richie, you know, I don't know, just kind of letting the dad know that she knows that they've met, Hmm. I guess. So... He wants David to meet Stephanie, of course. And David says, I really hope she likes me, which is a very, a very telling line. It is. And then David Sr. says, there she is. And we see Stephanie. I rolled a seven. There she is. Oh, she's very pretty, Mr. Addison. 
What do you think, kid? Which one, Dad? The one in the yellow dress. The one in the yellow. Doesn't he say? Blood rushes from his face again. Yes, he's just like mouth hanging open, you know, can't believe it. And I'm sorry, Shauna. What? But this has to be the highest level of overreaction to a situation that I have ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, why does he just totally freak out? I mean, have Stephanie come up and then, well, I mean, the thing is for the plot, I guess they can't show that Stephanie doesn't recognize David right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, they've got to save that for what happens at the end. So they really can't have them meet right now. So he's got to get out of there in some way. David, where are you going? Yeah, that makes sense. It's just that I just, I can't get over his reaction to seeing her. Is that what you would do? Just walk backwards, walk through the crowd and then crawl across the floor to the bathroom? By the way, how did he know where the bathroom was? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like door closed, run straight to it, you know? And the poor little kid. (laughs) He was also wearing a suit. (laughs) Oh, how cute was he? What a cute little boy. I know. God, this is a crowded party, isn't it? Tons yeah. of people. You've got a lot of friends and family. A mass of people. No, you don't have to wash your hands. <laughs> no, that was cute. Funny. Okay, well, David's in the bathroom and he's like, oh boy, you know, looking out the window. And... With beautiful blue lighting in the background outside the window. That's very nice lighting. What am I going to do now? Yeah, I think he's probably just thinking like, dumb David, you know, well. Oh, he's just kicking himself because he was so happy for his dad and everything. And he's just like, oh, no, I know this woman and it's awful. And now Maddie's going to know and my dad's going to know and everybody's going to know and everything's going to fall apart. And my dad's chance for happiness and all these things. By the way, there were um, two door slams when he was kicking the little boy out. Yes, he goes in one slam. Yeah, and there's another one coming up. Okay, yes. And Maddie follows him and she's knocking on the door. And she's knocking on the door. And she's knocking on the door. And she's pounding <laughs> on the door. She's going, <laughs> oh my gosh, Maddie's getting so mad. She's getting Everybody so angry. Open this door. I like how when they first knock on the door and he goes, David, let me in. I generally work this room alone. <laughs> That's a good line. Um, Maddie's making a real ruckus out there, slamming and people are looking at her. And he finally opens the door and she falls on the ground. Yeah, I love how she flies to the ground. It was a good landing, may I say. It was a very good landing in that pretty dress. Open that door! David Addison, get me! And he slams the door. Another door slam. So we have six so far. And this is uh, outfit change number five for Maddie in that teal dress, by the way. My goodness, yes. Uh, so yeah david's you know like how he immediately helps her up from the floor you know just puts his hand out and like she stands up just like that happened a million times before you know <laughs> oh, here let me help you up if you listen to her dialogue and they start overlapping some dialogue here i didn't write individually what they say but it's a lot of overlapping dialogue and then finally because she keeps talking he tells her to butt out i know <laughs> she's like you want me to butt out but she's saying David, I want you to see somebody. I think you should see a therapist. She wants him to see a doctor tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. What I'm seeing is not normal. And she says something like, nothing extreme, just run-of-the-mill ordinary therapy or something like that. What she says, if you listen to her dialogue, it is funny. Anyway, she's like, this isn't normal. You have just dropped to the ground, crawled across the floor, and run away from your father's fiancé. 
like get some help. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> for Maddie. So good. Too bad, you know, you can't hear it unless you <laughs> play it over and over and over. Yes, but it is funny, like if all of you out there should take the time to hear, to listen to both sides of what they say, because yes, she's basically yeah. telling him, get help. David, I want you to see a doctor tomorrow. I don't need to see a doctor. Well, I think you do. I don't think what I've been God watching in the past five minutes is normal behavior. You don't know not what's even normal going for on. you. I'm I not talking about anything radical. Just going. a good old-fashioned the hell out? That's one big bathroom, by the way. I know. That is a big bathroom. Like some people's apartment. So anyway, his dad knocks on the door then, and he wants to come in. <laughs> Someone's like, it's getting very crowded in here. It's getting crowded in there. Luckily, it's a big bathroom. I know. It is a big bathroom. But um, yeah. Maddie wants to leave. And let oh, the yeah. father and son have a little chat together. But now yeah. he won't let her leave and he wants her to stay. Yes, he desperately wants her to stay. Now he does not want to talk to his dad alone. So she's going to be kind of the barrier between them. Mm. And when they open the door, do you hear what song is tinkling in the background? Yes, That's I did. <laughs> Moon River. Moon River. I love that song. Love that song. Who was that? Bing Crosby? Not being Crosby, Andy Williams. Let me see, Moon River. I loved it in um, Breakfast at Tiffany's with beautiful Audrey Hepburn. I love her. Henry Mancini, composed by. Oh, Henry Mancini, yeah, he he composed it, yeah. But lots of people have sung it. Love it. Very apropos, the moonlighting. Yeah. I'm always trying to think how the song relates to the moment, you know. Because there's a very clear meaning at the end with It's a Small World playing. <laughs> that makes so much sense. But yeah, yes. so I'm just, anyway, when they open the door and the dad is standing there, I like that you can see people behind them kind of trying to look in and see what's going on. But yeah, David, I mean, he is acting crazy. He goes around the bathroom, like turning on all the water, yelling and screaming. I mean, from their point of view, it's like, what is going on? He was all happy. He shows up to the party. He's all in on this. He catches a glimpse of stephanie and he's angry and like storming around and yelling at everybody it's like whoa david i mean his emotions are all over the place for this episode yeah it's all i'm telling you he's just yeah he's acting crazy he's a mess in this episode he is a mess yes and maddie's really trying to stick with him but both his dad and maddie are over him after this latest outburst in the bathroom yeah they've had enough so much so that maddie takes a cab home i'm going to go call myself a cab very important to take note of (laughs) how maddie goes home she goes home by the cab and leaves him the car yes but that becomes important in the next scene oh oh, okay so she didn't have the car that's right and he shows up in the basement with the car but she's she goes down to the basement to get the car when she never had the car to begin with okay more goofs okay we'll get to that that's doing my head in right now i know but what is it with David and water? He likes to turn on taps and get all he did that. Yes, he did that in um, the other episode that Richie was in. Yes, in Brother Can You Spare a Blonde. Elevator opens and Maddie, a very, like, disappointed, I guess. Mm. How would you describe her look? Disappointed-looking Maddie. Gorgeous. She looks gorgeous. I love the frosted pink lipstick. The hair is more natural. <laughs> yes. Less of a helmet. Love the pink. We're at the... Sixth, seventh outfit. But she looks disappointed. She looks a bit sad, maybe. I think she's a bit angry. 
But she's real concerned about David. Yeah, she's angry. She's concerned. She's got a lot of questions. I think her telling him, like, David, I want you to get some help. I want you to go see a therapist. I think she is actually concerned about the way he was acting so erratic last night. Like, if you think about it, he was like angry at his dad and then he was super happy and then he's happy at the party and then he's angry and crawling on the floor. Most of the day, she's looking for David. She's calling David. She's trying to work. She's super distracted. She's asking Agnes. Yeah, she's just calling and calling and Just like in knowing her. Yes, exactly. She's really looking for him. She walks into Blue Moon and asks Agnes if Mr. Addison is in yet. She walks into her office and Jurgensen is trying to look busy by walking in front of the camera. <laughs> I just so <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> She's worried about him. She keeps ringing him. He's not answering. And she asks Agnes again and she's like, no, sorry, Miss Hayes. I think it fades out and it fades in again. And, you know, she's used up a lot of paper on the paper roll of the calculator. Crunching her numbers all day long. She's yeah. got a long tape of crunch numbers. And then yeah, it she- fades out. Then it fades yep. out to later in the evening. It's dark in the office. And then Agnes walks in to let her know that she's leaving and offers to try to call him again for her and tries to alleviate Maddie's fears by saying, I'm sure he's okay. This scene goes on a long time because it's like she's really hanging around hoping he'll show up because later she's fallen asleep and is woken up by sirens. I know. She's drinking coffee. She's fallen asleep, woken up by sirens. Yeah. And then she finally decides to go home and then locks the door, camera through the Venetians and put here three and a half minutes of just Maddie and Agnes. (laughs) And Maddie, yeah, just really showing Maddie, um, you know, worried, 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 wondering, yeah, waiting for him to come in, just waiting for David, basically trying to get a hold of him. And she, yeah, she's just so lost in her thoughts, even like Agnes jars her and yeah, she's fallen asleep and all these things anyway. But again, she shouldn't have the car because she hasn't seen David and he, she left the car with him because we you know they drove her. As usual, absolutely correct. Thank you. This is just a never, huge. Never even entered my mind. Really? No. That surprises me because this this is always something that I'm just like, huh? Hang on a minute. Okay, let me get my head around it. So she's called a cab home. He's yeah. taken the car. Yes. So how did she get to work? Did she so she probably took a cab to work. So he's had the car the whole time and then parked it in the basement. So technically she should not be going down to the basement thinking the car is there. Yeah, because she's been waiting for David all day and she's never seen him. So she shouldn't know that the car is there at all. You know, she assumes that David still has the car because they drove there together. We know that the car was at the party. She took a cab home. She left him with the car. She hasn't seen David. No one knows where he is. Yeah, you know what they should have done? They should have um, got her to storm down to the car park to look for him. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't work out. Anyway, that's okay. (laughs) Not only that. When she walks out into the garage, she's like, here's music and is like looking all around, looking behind her, looking <laughs> like up, down, you know, <laughs> here's his music blaring and, you know, oh, it's coming from my car. Okay. Well, why is your car blaring music? Danger, danger. Don't go near that car. If your car is sitting somewhere with music blaring out of it, Maddie, <laughs> she doesn't even look in the windows to see if anyone's there or whatever. You know what I mean? No. She's getting She's in a dark parking garage, for God's sake. It could be anybody in her car. She doesn't even look in the back seat. This rings no alarm bells, no red flags for Maddie. She's just like, (laughs) oh, well, it's my car with the music blaring. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. I'll just open the car door and go home. 
what? Oh, I know. Yeah. So none of that, none of that makes sense from her even going down to the car park to following the music, getting in and turning it off like, oh, finally quiet. And it's like, well, why was that music blaring in the first place? (laughs) And nobody else who's gone down to the garage since they left Blue Moon noticed music was blaring out of a car. You know, anyway, (laughs) did you make note of the song? Yes. It's um, Yankee Rose by David Lee Roth. I used to love David Lee Roth from um, Van Halen. Yes. Um, The song was Roth's third top 20 hit, the Mm. first two being covers of California Girls, which peaked at number three, and Just a Gigolo. I love that song. Me too. I love that video. I loved that video. It was so good. Um, And that peaked at number 12. So Yankee Rose peaked at number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. So it was Roth's first single on his 1986 first full-length solo LP, Eat Em and Smile. So that's the song that is playing in the BMW. All right. Maddie's sitting there like, oh, whoosh, it's quiet. And then David pops up looking like death warmed over. What does he say? Like, turn down that silence or I don't know. I forget what he says there, but. Oh, no, he says, want to turn that silence down? Want to turn that <gasps> silence down? David! That's too low. Want to turn that silence down, yes. Mm. Frightens the hell out of her. Yep. David, look at you. And, of course, he does the eye thing again. Oh, my God, he looks <laughs> dreadful when he does it. <laughs> I was like, Grace is going to hate that. Oh, God, I hate it when he does that. I'll try, but it'll probably make me dizzy. She's holding the back of his hair and she lets go and his head like, you know, immediately falls down onto the seat. He just can't even hold his head up. And Maddie drags him out. God, it looks like he has like puke all over his back and his shoulder. I mean, he's a mess. He has no shirt on. And he's got a straw in his pocket. Maddie keeps trying to help him and like hold him up and <laughs> hold him by the collar. And, you know. And she gets him out of the car, holds him up, and then he me falls straight down. It's the best comedic acting I've seen like he just, funny. just collapses the seat taken <laughs> Maddie's so good here I mean Maddie is really supportive this whole episode yes she just sits down next to him mm. and I'm going to talk about Maddie in this scene how understanding can one person be wow the roles are a little bit reversed here because he's usually the one that's just like no Maddie it's okay da, 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 you know mm. she's really trying to keep him on track here We hope you're enjoying listening to Moonlighting the podcast. And for all you devoted Moonlighting fans out there, we now have Moonlighting merchandise. Check it out at redbubble.com slash people slash moonpod2016. He begins to explain how his evening went and um, he wanted to see her after the party, but that he went out instead. And it's possible that he was overserved. Next thing he knows, it's morning, so he came to work and he goes into the building but realises how bright it is in there. So he came back down to the basement and heaved in her car because he couldn't open the windows because they're electric. He couldn't find the keys. Didn't he have the keys to open the car? How did he get there? (laughs) I've got all these questions here. Yeah, was Um, he driving all over town? Was he, I mean, obviously. In the state that he's in? like. Oh, I know. Yeah. Also, when Maddie got in the car and she was like, wow, this music, he threw up in the car. Didn't it smell? You know? (laughs) Also, twice he says, I I wanted to see you. I came in to see you. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. But basically, typical David Addison drank his problems away. He does say something nice. He says, 
what time is it? And she says 8.30 and he thinks it's morning. So he asks her out for breakfast. What time is it anyway? About 8.30. Great. You want to go get some breakfast? Yeah, I want to go get some breakfast. <laughs> so Maddie's pushing him to find out what the bloody hell is going on. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't yep. understand his behaviour right now. So now we find out that he already knows this woman very well and that he won her. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking within this story, the writers are trying to make it sound as awful as possible. Mm. Yeah. Not even just like, oh, God, I slept with her once. <laughs> we were drunk. We played pool. I won her. Yeah, they're just trying to make it sound as bad as possible. I mean, look at his suit. I can't even look at his suit with the disgusting vomit all over it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's gross. He explains <laughs> that he picked her up at a bar and then spent the next two days. Two days with her. Played eight games of pool and then she ran out of money after five and he slept with her, although he is not sure if either of them actually slept. Right. Maddie says it was four years ago. Don't worry about it now. None of it matters now. If she loves him and he loves her, don't worry about it. David was so happy for him and now this happens. But David says it was three years ago. That's right. And then one second later, Maddie goes, but David, that was four years ago. And for the rest of the story, they stick to that. It was four years ago. That's right. Now, just wondering, David said he hadn't seen his dad in two or three years. In this story, he says three years ago. Was this the last time he saw his dad? But then they say four years ago. I wonder if if that's why they moved it to four years. I don't know. Anyway, someone messed up. Yeah, that makes it a little bit confusing. Yeah. Yeah. David says three years. The rest of the time, and like when he talks to Stephanie later, they both say four years. So maybe it was David that stuffed up at the beginning and should have said four. Maybe he should have, yeah. But he says to Maddie, it was three years ago. So why would Maddie say to him, but that was four years ago when she just clearly heard him say three years ago? Why did Maddie change it? Because it was in the script. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'll read Danielle's email at the end and see what she says. I'm happy with that. It was in the script. Done. Move on. Anyway, this is so, okay. Is this Maddie Hayes? Is this in character or is this, is she just really, like we said, trying to keep David from going off the rails? She's just like, whatever, get over it, David. (laughs) She's just like, that was four years ago, David. You slept with your dad's fiance. I mean, get over it. It It was one night. We're talking about a marriage here, David. Yeah. It's like you think David would be like, oh, it's just a drunken night. And Maddie would be like, David, this is your father's wife. Mm. But they are having the opposite reaction. I, I mean, I, just, I can't believe Maddie is just like, oh, well, get over it. They're getting married and you had one night, you had a night with her, whatever. I think Maddie's getting a taste of her own medicine in this episode. It's all reversed. Yeah. It's like in that episode when he goes, hang on a minute, you're doing me. I'm doing yeah. you. What? It is what? Kind of like yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yours very deadly, I think it was. But anyway. Yeah. I was so happy for him. And he gets angry again. He's like throwing bottles and yeah. he's getting crazy again. And Maddie's just like, I don't think I've ever been more disappointed in a human being in my life. And speeds off. I think you're being yeah. selfish, inconsiderate, and childish. Wow. Mm. I think it's a pretty big deal. What about you? That's huge. It's huge. Is that something that you would just get over? I mean, like, mm -mm. 
But I think Maddie is just really trying to keep things on track. Like we said, it's done. It's over. It happened. It was years ago. This is now. They're getting married. Stop. In a way, she's right. Especially his behavior in this scene. Well, and throwing bottles and, yeah. Yeah. I know he's upset that it's all spoiled. He was looking forward to it. He was looking, he was happy for his father. And then he finds out that he knows the woman. It's like, oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, I know. It sucks. Like the whole situation is terrible for sure. Yeah. In a way, it's easy for her to say what she's saying because that's not her family. It's not in a situation. She, yeah. it's She's outside the, the situation. So, but still, she's trying to help. She's yep. definitely trying to help. You know, it's it's the past. Let's move on now. That's it. And I do love how she's trying to help David. Yes. Next scene. What a surprise. Mm-hmm. Daddy's asleep and she gets woken by the doorbell. Mm-hmm. But. What, you're going to say something about the pajamas? <laughs> I'm going to say something about this scene. We've talked about this scene before and I'm calling out to Mr. Scott Ryan right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, here we are we've come to it they do this they is do a re- recyclable scene <laughs> you know the recycling <laughs> this is the scene reused from every daughter father is a virgin correct yeah just that first bit with the pajama top yeah the uh the slide up the bed to maddie maddie laying in the bed yeah so you can see it's a different pajama top but it's just the same exact cut exactly the same cut from every daughter's father is a virgin so they've just taken that so I don't know. Something was going on with time here. It was cut and recut. They borrowed a cut from another episode to fill something in here. Maddie's being woken up. Yeah, she's, let's see. She's got her pink lipstick on. You see next scene when she opens the door. It's a different pajama. She comes down and she's wearing a teddy with a robe. That was correct. And of course her hair's going to be different because it, that was her hair is different. Yes. ages ago. And I don't think she's wearing that darker pink lipstick. She's got her no, it's um, tank on. <laughs> no, the lipstick she's wearing in this scene is um, when she comes downstairs is more of an apricotty top color, lighter. So there we go, another goof, huh? We should count the goofs, goofs in this episode. Oh no, there's plenty. Really taped this one together with scotch tape. So surprise, surprise, David is at the door. Looking hard as hell. Oh, my God. He looks very handsome in this suit, except his bow tie is wrong, especially in the car. It's all wrong. Borrow a cup of pride. Pride? Seemed like a good time to swallow some. Tuxedo, huh? This old thing? (laughs) (laughs) He looks so good. He admits that he was selfish, inconsiderate, and childish. You can stop me at any time. (laughs) And that's it. He says, are you going to get dressed? That's it. Yep. So was this scene cut short or was it just that's how it was? I like the um, the camera, how when he walks inside like to camera and kind of turns. I like the framing of this. Was it cut short? I mean, it's a short scene, but, you know, it's fine how it ended. But did she answer that question? No, maybe not. I think he's just showing up. He's apologizing, saying she was right. And. He thought about what Maddie told him, basically, that, yeah, she's right, and I need to go to my dad's wedding, and, yeah, I'm going to go get Maddie, and we'll go, you know. No, I, I think it's okay. I'm not sure. I wish it were longer because they look so mm. cute, and, you know. We kind of get this scene again in Symphony, so, yeah, but anyway. Oh, yes, we get it again in Symphony, yes. Now, what time is it? Because she's just woken up, unless yeah. she's – maybe it's a Saturday, she slept in, 
He's turned up. How early is this wedding? <laughs> How long did it take Maddie to get ready? Hmm. Or well, maybe he's turned up early thinking, oh, she'll take three hours to get ready. You know, us women, we take a long time. <laughs> yeah, he could, could have been sitting in the uh, living room for a while. I mean, she definitely had to, like, shower, do her hair, change. So, okay, say she slept in until 9.30, and she took two hours to get ready, 11.30. They're driving to the wedding. Noon wedding, hour and a half to get ready, hour to get ready. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think it's all right. Okay. And Maddie's driving. Oh, also, okay, so he must have cabbed over to her house. Now the car's at her house. They're in the car driving to the wedding. She's driving. Yeah, that's the only way it could happen, yeah, because she had a car back. I wonder if she had it cleaned in this time between the car Uh, park and the uh, wedding. I bet she did. I bet she took it straight to the cleaner car wash. It reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where (laughs) somebody had his, um, what sort of car did he have? I think it was a Saab or something. And he had to get it clean. It still stunk a B.O. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I love the dialogue here. Very understated. But if you really just listen to what he's saying, it is so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and Maddie, her look is like, oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. Don't. And you wouldn't be able to stop her. You know, try to turn her off. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So David has this fear that she's not okay with it, even though he is. He goes, I'm going to be there looking like I look. Looking like I look, yes. And she's going to lose control, you know, when things aren't going well with the marriage. And, oh, my God. (laughs) And you wouldn't be able to stop her. Are you self-centered or conceited or what? (laughs) Yeah. What what does he say? He goes, like, how would he stop her? A sleep dart in the neck. sleep dart in the neck. What was the other one? Shoot her in the leg. And he puts his glasses on. Maddie's reaction is, and you wouldn't be able to stop her, would you? (laughs) (laughs) I like Sybil's when he says, You know what my fear is? You know what my real fear is? I mean, I like her, what? (laughs) You know what my fear is? You know what my real fear is? What? (laughs) I don't know. It's just like a really quick what. I don't know. I just like that dialogue. I like the, yeah, it's just funny. Like, sleep dart in the neck, you know. Looking like I look, she's going to lose control. Yeah. And. You know, if things aren't going well, she's going to come after me. And I, yeah. <laughs> That's going to show Of course she man. is, David. Of course she is. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. But my real fear is that she is not okay with it. 
that sometime, whether it's a month from now or a year from now or 10 years from now, things aren't going to be going well with the marriage. And I'm going to be there looking like I look. She's going to lose control. And you wouldn't be able to stop her. The writing does a really good job of like always highlighting what's kind of like coming next to like cream pie in the face, you know? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now him building up his own ego, like, oh my gosh, when she finally sees me, she's going to remember how hot she was for me. And I'm going to be able to stop this. And it's going to really hurt my father, you know? Okay, buddy. We'll see what's coming. <laughs> Maddie does not even entertain the idea. <laughs> Maddie's just like, no. <laughs> no. Oh, Maddie's great. I love her. Yeah, she's really good. <laughs> anyway, then we're at the church. This is a long way into the episode, and it's 37 minutes in, mm-hmm. and we've got the first appearance of Richie. Richie, yeah. Yep. Would have been nice to see him a bit more in this episode. I know they're limited uh, for time, but we don't yep. see him enough. Yep, I agree. We need him. Um, we need Richie. Yeah, so he's standing next to the father. So now we've worked out that the father has asked Richie to be best man in the meantime. So they're waiting for the bride to arrive and Maddie goes down the aisle looking beautiful and takes her seat. She sits down like, oh, she's really excited and she moves her shoulders and Uh while David goes backstage behind the curtain to call Richie. Psst. Um, poor Richie. <laughs> Sorry for him. So uh-huh. David asks him if now, first of all, yeah, he says psst, and then Richie realizes David's beyond the curtain. So he goes beyond the curtain and one side of the curtain, David pulls him through, and then yeah. the other side of the curtain, he comes out from a completely different direction. <laughs> Another goof. Another goof. Yeah, he should have come from the left, but he comes from the right instead. Yeah, you're right. That's so funny. David asks Richie if he has the ring. Of course I've got the ring. I'm the best man. And David's nodding his head no, and he's like, what do you mean no? And they're both shaking their heads. I love that. Give me the ring, Rich. Oh, what are you going to give me? Hey, Rich. Hey, Dave. What are you doing back here? In fact, what are you doing here at all? Bump says you and he had yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had this little thing. What else is new? Got the ring? Yes, I've got the ring, Dave. Of course I've got the ring. I'm the best man. What do you mean, no? Give me the ring, Rich. What do you mean, give me the ring, Rich? What are you going to give me? (laughs) And then he punches him in the face. Yeah. Honestly, I'm sorry, David, but you are seriously overreacting in this episode. Fancy punching your brother in the face at your father's wedding. I know. What the hell is that about? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And But the other thing is, again, like we mentioned in other episodes, and they've even said themselves in other episodes, David punches him and then Richie sits down like two seconds later and he's got a black eye already. Oh, yeah, so quick. Yeah, it's not even Wow, amazing metabolism. And the other thing is Bruce is left-handed. I was trying to figure out if that was a left-handed punch, you know, because it's kind of like the side of his eye on the right-hand side. He did a like a cross, punched him straight on. Actually, Yeah, it's actually right. He's punched him with his left hand and he's hit him on the right-hand side of the head, so it's, it's right. Okay. But he shouldn't have such a bruise already. What were you going to say about David's tie? It wasn't tied right in the car? It's crooked. crooked. Yeah. One side is bigger than the other or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it just right? doesn't. It's not even. Yeah. He never liked ties anyway, so he probably didn't give a crap. <laughs> True. All right. So David uh, steps out to um, be next to his dad. 
And his dad's kind of like, his forgiveness. His dad just tells him no crawling. He's very happy for you. And if it's still okay with you, he'd still like to be your best man. Dad. Dad, say something. No crawling. No crawling. (laughs) And then during this scene, the Ave Maria comes on. I went down the aisle to the Ave Maria, Shauna. You did? So poor Richie goes to sit with Maddie and Maddie does her... First of all, he shows her his shiner. She's not impressed and she does her big sigh. I love that. <laughs> yes. As if, oh, I know exactly what's going on here. You know? Maddie is just rolling with it. So the bride comes down the altar. Here comes the bride. And before I go any further, would you like to talk about the church? Is I it- was thinking that the church is the same one used in Atomic, but I'm not 100% sure. I took a still of it and it's uh, side arches and that, but I don't know whether Atomic had that. See, the, the Atomic Church was also the one used in um, All Creatures Great and Not So Great, but they look like very different churches if you film it from two different ways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And especially when you're standing in there, you're like, oh, I see how they highlighted more of this, you know. But the Atomic Church, hmm, let me see about that. Has a lot of wood, you know, and this has a lot of wood as well. I was trying to see. I'd have to look at the uh, the one in Atomic. I might no, look. No, no, not the same. No. I wonder if it's the one used in All Creatures. No, it looks completely different. Okay, because this one doesn't have the arches on the left hand side. Okay, whereas this one. When there's a wide shot, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's completely different. So this is a different location. All right. Let me look at the one from. Yeah, I've compared it to the Atomic one. It's, But I do think the one in All Creatures was the same one used in Atomic. Um, And again, they could have redecorated, but no, it's just a different structure. It doesn't look the same. I don't think so. I don't think it's the same one as in All Creatures, but they both do have. Um, the pillars on the side, but I'm not sure there's enough wood. The the one in all creatures looks a little bit more elaborate. Still, you would be surprised, like standing at the location, like what they can do. You know what I mean? Mm. Like filming from two different angles, things look so different. You know, and you know they put up draping or they put up, you know, I mean pillars. No, they can't. So, so yeah, I'm not sure on that one. We need a call sheet. Okay. Anyway. When Stephanie appears, you know, at the end of the aisle, I like how they show Stephanie and then they do a close up on David Sr.'s face and then a close up on David Jr.'s face, all kind of looking at Stephanie. It's kind of like triangular situation. That's right. Yes. Very good editing there. Yes, for sure. And of course, she has to wink at David again. (laughs) She loves winking at him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. Uh, Okay. Sorry, I'm just looking at, okay, Atomic and All Creatures is definitely the same church. This, Yeah, so for this one, I don't know. Yeah, it is different, though. It's not yeah, the same. It is, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, yeah, good editing on that with Stephanie. And, and Stephanie, I love that dress on her. She looks so beautiful. It's a beautiful dress. It's very flattering. And I don't think that Stephanie looks too young for David Sr. And not really. I think they're well matched. Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of couples like that, you know. 
Well, she would have been about 37, I think. Yep, 37. And I wonder how old Paul Sorvino was here. Well, I haven't talked about Paul Sorvino, have I? Let's, let's hear about him. Paul Sorvino was born in April 1939 in Brooklyn, New York, and unfortunately he passed away in July 2022, so it wasn't that long ago. He's well known for The Goodfellas in 1990. He was in Rocketeer in 1991. He played Henry Kissinger in Nixon in 1995. He's got about 170 actor credits, TV, movies, a very well-known face. Everybody probably knows his daughter, Myra Salvino, who won an Oscar. Yes, that's Um, right. Yeah, he had four kids. So he was only 10 years older than her in this episode. He was the same age as her mother. That's that's right, exactly. He was born, yeah, Paul Salvino was born in 1939 and Bryn Thayer was born in 1949. So really. There's nothing. Perfect match. Exactly. Bit of trivia about him. He was an enthusiastic opera singer, painter, sculptor, and cook. Get out of town, Shauna. Wow. Did not know. So very well-known actor, been in a lot of things. And, of course, he was the father of the Capulets in uh, Romeo and Juliet in 1996 with um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you remember that? He was one yeah. of the father. Okay. That is Paul Sorvino. Now, as she's walking down the aisle, David is so waiting for her to be like, <gasps> recognize David and, you know, have that moment like, oh, boy, that's his son. But of course, she doesn't. She's just going about her, you know. Nobody's worried about this whole situation in the church except for David. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and he's just sure it's all going to be revealed. And he's sure it's all going to come out. And his father's going to be so upset and angry. And mm. But when she's coming down the aisle and winks at him. Yeah. When you watch this episode for the first time, mm-hmm. I think you get the impression that she knows that he knows that she knows that he knows. <laughs> and that's why she winks at him. But she's only winking at him because, you know what, you're going to be my stepson. Yeah, exactly. There's David's son. There he is, you know. But, okay, so even like a little wink, well, she's not going, oh, my gosh, that's the guy, you know. Like a little wink is like, okay, she seems okay with it, you know. She's okay with it. Yeah. You can now go to coffee.com slash moonlighting the podcast. That's ko-fi.com slash moonlighting the podcast and buy yourself a door slam. Yes, that's right, a door slam. Some devoted Moonlighting fans have contacted us since we began this project to find out how they can support us. As you are well aware, Shauna and I do this with great joy and we have so much fun creating this podcast every week and interacting with you guys on social media and via our fans at moonlightingthepodcast.com email. So we would be ever so grateful for any small donation that you can make. Maddie would be proud. Um, Paul Sorvino was 6'2". That's a big guy. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's a little bit taller than Bruce. David is really brewing. You can see something's something's Mm going to happen because he's like, no, I have to let it out. If anyone, therefore, can show just cause why they may not lawfully be joined together, let him speak now or forever hold his peace. Oh, boy. Excuse me. You have something to say? Well, well... Yes. No, uh... Yes. No, uh... We hang on one second? (laughs) And here we go. Yes, Mm -hmm. no, yes. 
Maddie's saying no. He walks over to Maddie and he's whispering in her ear and she's saying no, absolutely not. No, of course he has to be contrary. He grabs the bride and takes her out the back of the church. I love that he's looking to Maddie and he's like talking to Maddie and he's, you know, asking Maddie. And I was like, no, 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 you know, don't do it, David. It's nice listen. that he's asking for her advice. I love it. I love it. I love they were, you know, they're really close here in mm. season three. You could really see that. <laughs> so funny. So yes, but anyway, he has to do it and he brings Stephanie into the adjoining room where the kids are all practicing for a play <laughs> and singing. It's a small world after all. There's a song that's relating to what's going on. Yes, it's uh, very appropriate to the scene because it is a small world that his father has Mm -hmm. met a woman that he used to be with. Mm -hmm. And David's ego is about to get dumped on. It sure is. I love it. Maybe Bruce was like getting such a big ego at the time. They were like, "Mm, we're going to take him down. Maybe I'm not. We'll fix you, buddy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Probably loving it. Yeah. Funny. Now, this scene goes for seven minutes. Yeah, this is a long this conversation, a, long story. A, yeah, but I think it's needed because I think their history needs to be explained. And, well, it's revealed that what she used to do when she used to go to these bars and pick up these men. This is really going to sound cheap, but I always linked him. Stupid. The stupider the better. God, I love his face when she says that. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> and how she would pretend to lose or run out of money or, you know, she was like playing them. I mean, what's cool about it is we've heard David's side this whole time, mm-hmm. but now we get, she used to play with these guys. They were putty in her hands. That's she right. was actually the one in control of what was going on. She wasn't just being bought or sold or won or taken, you know, taken advantage of. Yeah. She was, she was in control of it. She was playing them. She was a hustler for sure. She was, yeah, hustler, yeah. And then the other thing I was thinking is, you know, by the end of the story, what we realize is um, the father and son kind of, you know, had the same situation with her, but David used her and his dad saved her. So it's kind of interesting. That's very interesting, yeah. It's yeah. an interesting little triangle. Yeah. I guess showing what a more mature man would do, mm. um, treat a woman, you know, yeah, it was a lovely story how she met the father and he took her home, put her to bed. She was too drunk to get up and then he came back and introduced himself and said he wanted to see her again and so good. What a gentleman. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It shows us what a good guy David's dad is and that he changed her life and now they're getting married and they're going to have a whole new life together. And I've actually <laughs> typed here, David now realises he sucks at pool. <laughs> And he's not that memorable in bed. No, by the sounds of it, no, he's not, because she has no idea who he is. Even worse, because he built it up like, this is one of those nights that you don't forget, Maddie. I know every pore on this woman's body, you know, and she's like, doesn't even remember him. (laughs) Oopsie. Yep. Great pie in the face. Yes. Took his ego down a whole lot of notches. I've also put here, Sybil definitely got the day off on this day. Yeah, true. (laughs) And the priest interrupts them and David Sr. interrupts them, but... I love this. The priest comes in and goes, what the hell? Hell. He says hell in the church. Yeah. And I like how he goes, oh, sorry, Miss Parrish. He calls her Miss Parrish, which is an appropriate name as well. Oh, really? Absolutely. F.J. O'Neill is the minister. He's known for 
The Greatest American Hero in 81 and then Moonlighting in 86. Then he did Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And in 1990, he was a general in The Hunt for Red October. Oh, yeah. Born in 1931 and unfortunately passed away in August 2022. So it wasn't that long ago he died either. His um, Paul Sovino died in July and he died in August. Oh, wow. And also this F.J. O'Neill, he was in Perfect Strangers as well. Hmm. Yeah. Made the rounds. Yeah, he did the rounds. Yeah, on the shows at the time. Yeah, L.A. Law and he was in Wings. So, yeah. Okay. So that's F.J. O'Neill, if anybody recognises him from any of the shows they watch. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we hear it from Stephanie's point of view. And at the end, she kind of does that one little button like, well, at least you and I never slept together because that we really have a story. <laughs> and David's like, uh, yeah. You know, and then okay. it cuts off, cuts yeah. off midway. That is. Does they kind of like do that freeze? Yeah, it's a freeze frame at the end. Yeah. This scene is so well written because it never actually comes out. He never actually says anything that they slept together. Because she kept interrupting him and then she said, oh, who told you? Then he begins to realise that she does not remember him at all because she thinks that somebody told him about her past in Philadelphia. Yeah. So it's really well written. It's a whole seven minutes of him not actually divulging about their past. I wrote that too, that you're right. It was so well written that they're having a conversation but each of them thinks that they're talking about something else. Yes. But yeah. the conversation still works in the way that the other person thinks they're talking about it. <laughs> love it. Yes, yeah, great writing. I love how when she says, I used to like him, the stupider, the better. And his whole demeanor just deflates. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, this is not the situation I thought it was. It's completely yeah. opposite. <laughs> I like the staging. They're kind of sitting back to back almost. They're not facing each other when they're having this conversation most of the time. Oh, most, you know? yeah, not for all of it. Yeah. David's sitting with his back to her and she's kind of facing forward. They move around a little bit and. Yeah, she moves around a little bit more. He's kind of just sitting, listening and thinking, like, wow, have I got this so wrong? But then again, it's a weight off his shoulders. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, this. I was thinking for anyone who um, does like the fan fiction, this is like a fanfic writer's dream, kind of bringing this whole storyline up later. You know, Maddie and David go to visit Stephanie and um, <laughs> like I say, you know, fanfic world, right? In the future, Maddie and David are a couple. Maddie knows that David slept with his stepmom. They go to visit David and Stephanie in New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. Yep. You know, and you can continue the story and Maddie now is uncomfortable because she's David's partner and he slept with the, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. It's fun. Okay. That's just messed with my head, Shauna. I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep messing with your head tonight. You're messing with <laughs> my head. Oh, I've got a headache. Yes, with Grace's head. I'm sorry, Grace. Give you a headache by the end of it. But anyway, I think um, David is relieved by the end of that story because it's like, oh. He doesn't have to worry about uncomfortableness with his dad. No one ever has to know about this. Maddie knows, but that's fine. They're close and he's telling Maddie everything these days. So, yeah, I think it's uh, the perfect ending for David, even though he got his ego um, smashed into smithereens. That's about bloody time. Yeah, he needed that. He was way inflated. But 
his father walks in in the middle of it as well. Yeah. And when the father walks in, it's really cute because the little kids are sitting there going like this with their fist under their chin watching what's going on. It's like they're supposed to be in the play, but they're watching the play downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. They're watching it all play out in front of them. And then finally she ushers the kids away. (laughs) Like, okay, it's getting a little deep in here. I think Stephanie says, could you give us a minute? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, it's really well done, this scene. I know it's not Maddie and David and it's slower paced, but it's a real eye-opener and you find out more about David and um, she's basically told him, I don't know how many pool games I've thrown. (laughs) I love that because he he obviously thought he was a great pool player (laughs) and he won the game. You really didn't. You really didn't win the game, David. Sorry. He thought he was like winning on all levels, but he was being played really and unmemorable. That's very telling. Yes, it really knocks him down a peg or two. So Stephanie says, so what do we do now? And he just says, well, he kisses her and I think we should all go get married. Yeah. It would be nice if we all went and got married. Yeah. Let's uh, get Maddie involved in that. Go and grab Maddie off the pew. (laughs) So what do we do now? We should all go get married. <laughs> what? We're just thinking about the bright side. At least we never slept together. And we'd really have something to talk about, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it goes out and it ends with wedding music. And yeah, his face is like, right. <laughs> The perfect, like, oopsie, glad it's, the cat has not come out of the bag. All right, the end tag. Woohoo. The famous dance scene. Yes. So, Ginger, tell Fred what's wrong, which is a reference to the wonderful Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Yes. I love the um, lanterns and the lighting, the strong lights um, in the background. Looks like a real festive party scene back there yeah you don't see a lot of it it's very tight zoomed in nice lanterns in the background all different colors i'm imagining it was just like one little square corner of the studio (laughs) you know (laughs) it could have been anywhere oh yeah really tiny little scene there but yes fred and ginger dancing she's like david you took that woman back there what'd she say what happened She's really being inquisitive. She really Mm -hmm. wants to know what Mm -hmm. happened there. You took that woman in that room in the middle of her wedding. What did she say? No can do, Maddie. Mother-son talks a sacrosanct. All Mm -hmm. right, I'll tell you. (laughs) Of course you have to tell her. She's come this far with you and supported you all along the way. It's going to be rough on her, and I'm going to help. When he sees them, he's going to part his hair on the wrong side and not use deodorant and not change his underwear for a couple of days. <laughs> that's where he says that, yeah. I don't know if that's going to help, but we're both <laughs> we're both committed to trying. David. And I love how Stephanie interrupts their dance and kisses him on the mouth, saying that she's so proud to be part of their family. <laughs> then Maddie cottons onto it. She's like, well, she seems to be bearing up well under the strain. <laughs> Now, is this the scene where she was having her lunch and she wouldn't get up? Yes. That's in Scott Ryan's book. One of the cast and crew talk about how Sybil, here in this scene, 
was, first of all, trying to be a camera hog. I don't really see it. I, I watched it back a time or two. Yeah, me too. And it seems like they're turning in time, you know, and they're mm. both getting. You know, but anyway, this person in Scott Ryan's book, I was talking about this scene saying that Sybil kept trying to turn so she got more camera time. She also had a salad that she always got delivered that she was eating and the cast and crew were ready to roll and she wanted to eat. But someone... I think somebody went and stepped on her food or dropped it or something. Stepped on it, I think. Stepped on the salad and ruined the salad. And yeah, there was a whole backstory going on with this little dancing scene right here that the crew was not very happy with Sybil. And this is only, yeah, this is episode one, season three. So someone else had an ego going on, Grace. Hmm. Yeah, I'm watching it now. It seems pretty even how they're turning around, but they might have had several goes to. Yeah. They might have said something like, Mm-mm, like maybe the director was like, we need to turn in time. And it's to a lovely song called Love Sweet Love by Anita Denise Baker. That's mm-hmm. so a Grammy Award winning single. The song was in 1986, so it was obviously a big song that year. She rose to stardom following the release of her platinum-selling second album, Rapture, which included the Grammy-winning single, Sweet Love. So that's a love, sweet love. Well, she certainly seems to be bearing up well under the strain. (laughs) I would have liked to have seen the scene with David and Stephanie just a little bit shorter to make time for Richie to dance with Maddie. Yeah, or just see a little bit more of the after party or Maddie and David dance a little bit longer. Yeah, because you don't see Paul Sorvino in the last scene. So he should be dancing with his new wife. She's dancing with her father. Yeah, I agree. A little unbalanced. See a little bit more of Charlie Rocket. That would have been lovely. Yeah. Something like, you know, him dancing with Maddie and then David cutting in. Yeah, I agree. It's a tag. It's just a little tag and... I wish it were more of a scene. Yeah, I wish it were more of a fleshed out scene. There were a, a couple scenes that went long in this one that could have been cut a little shorter and have a little bit more of, yeah, them at the wedding, them dancing, them, yeah, them all sitting at a table together with Richie and, yeah, a little bit more Richie, right? We need more of that for sure. I like this episode. It's another wonderful episode of Maddie going to New York, David going to Mexico, David and his poncho, gringos and gringettes, Agnes is a muchacha. David Sr. comes to town. A wedding is announced. David is a son of a David. Maddie and David go to a wedding. Finally, they finally get to go to that wedding, Shauna. Yeah. David gives Richie a shiner. David does not hold his peace. David Sr. gets married. And then Maddie finally uncovers the truth. Sure does. So we had six door slams and I had eight outfit changes. Is that right? You thought maybe in the end it was seven. Let me count through the outfits, okay? Sure. Gray dress in the very beginning. Then nighty. White dress when she comes into the office. Grace's favorite dress when David Sr.'s there. Talking about David Sr. That's four. Five is the teal dress at the party. Then pink dress. That's six in the office when she's worried about David. Then... Her nighty when he comes to apologize, pink robe ensemble. That's seven. Then she's wearing, okay, it's eight. It yep. And then she's wearing her wedding outfit. The wedding outfit, yep. All right, so we've got eight. Did you do the feet out of the elevator? Are you counting anyone's besides Maddie's? It was only Bruce's, yeah. And DePesto. So we had two. Let's just add them two. in. Okay. Yeah, Maddie came out of the elevator, but we didn't see her feet. Okay. And we had an Agnes rhyme as well. Yeah. True. 
Yeah. So accumulated stats for Moonlighting so far, we have 18 Agnes Rhymes. We have seven Singing Bruce. We have 14 Feet Out of the Elevator. And 93 Door Slams. (laughs) Wow. We're going to reach 100 soon, Shauna. They had to redo the... um... They had to replace the doors. They had to replace the doors because they slammed them so hard. Yep. And we had quite a few songs in this episode. We had Moon River, La Bamba, Ave Maria, He Comes a Bride, Tequila, It's a Small World, and Love Sweet Love. Yes, and the little... Oh, the whistling, white... the whistling. Yeah, and the Snow White music at the beginning, a lot of Disney in there. Yep. Yeah, lots of music, one song to the next, yes. Just, I can't keep up with it all. I mean, I missed some, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I think there were Crazy. other ones in there. So is this in your top 10? The Sun Also Rises is not in my top 10. How about you, Grace? Is it in yours? No, it's not. And you know what? I don't have an episode in my top 10 for quite a while, believe it or not. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I hadn't looked at my top 10 for a while. No, unfortunately, it's not. But I love to watch this episode because they both look so lovely and I love her outfit changes. And it's a bit of an eye-opener with David's past. And we meet his dad and then the tables are turned. It's all reversed. It's great to see him, the psychopath, crazy, (laughs) mental case, (laughs) and her trying to calm the situation and say, let's just take a step back. And she's trying to reason with him. And it's so strange to see, isn't it? Yeah, now that we took a closer look at this episode, it really is funny how the dynamic has changed. Their relationship has grown. The mm. dynamic has changed a bit. Yeah. They're closer. It just There's something about it where it's just like they know each other. They like gelled as people in yeah. a relationship, whatever that relationship may be. They just know each other better now. Mm. It's the first time we really see Maddie. Yes, you're right keeping David on track where she's the one who usually gets out of hand hysterical. And he's like, Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. There was no Maddie, 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 David, David, David. No, there wasn't. Oh, it's a shift. It's a real shift for season three, despite problems, clear problems, pasting the episode together in a way that we can see. It was edited, redubbed. Some of the writing is off. uh, Continuity is off, but they've leveled up as far as like the quality. You can tell there's something richer about the show compared to like season one. Yeah, oh, there was you know, a bit more low budge. Yeah, it's uh, there's a shift. There's a clear shift to season three, which is very interesting. It will be it is very interesting. interesting to analyze going further. You know, mm. when I'm thinking of Maddie and like I was saying four months earlier, Maddie and David more like that school kid kind of. Hey, Maddie. Yeah, not a keep to the fall kind of thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like to dealing with real problems, like get over it. And I am so disappointed in, you know, all of these things. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of interesting shifts and growth in different ways in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I even kind of like need a moment to think about it all. And it's interesting since the beginning of us discussing each episode, we've noticed a lot of gradual changes and it's great because as we're talking about it, we uncover things as we're talking about it. And it's good to talk to somebody about mm-hmm. it. We're doing often. this. It happens often. You'll be saying something or I'll be saying something and I'll go, oh, hang on, I just realised this, this and this. And yeah, mm-hmm. it, the, the show has definitely progressed for the better. This is a really good season 
And they're looking good. And they look great. And yeah, yeah, all good. It's now time for Moonlight Mail. Okay, so I think it's time to read Danielle's email. She's our little script lady. She lets us know if there's any differences from the scripts in the show itself. So she's actually sent us an email titled The Sun Also Rises. So it's all about this episode. Hi, ladies. I'm not expecting you to read this email on the podcast. Well, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Now we are because there's some good information about the script. That's right. I just wanted to say a few things about the script differences in case you wanted to talk about it. I sent screenshots of some of the pages in case you want to look. First, David's dad's name was originally Charles and David is his carbon copy. They have a scene in a bar together. He works in public relations and not a fish market. And it's clear Charles left David's mum and she didn't die. Okay. That's why he's probably mad. That would make more sense. David was resentful of how his dad treated her, and that's why the distance. Another big difference was the vacation plot line. It turns out David came back early from Mexico. A reimbursement check is sent to Blue Moon, and Mr. Pesto intercepts it. Maddie confronts him about it, and David admits that he came back early because he didn't have a good time. There's a scene where they admit that neither of their vacations were very fun, because they missed each other. The tag at the end where they dance at the wedding does not exist. Finally, I like the tag at the end better. I think dancing to Anita Baker, Sweet Love, is just a great moment on the show. I also wonder if Glenn picked the song intentionally. Just for your information, season three scripts are very different than what was aired and it's interesting to speculate the changes. If I'm being obnoxious, just let me know. But I think it's fun and I have the information, so why not share it? Okay, that's it. Happy New Year, Danielle. Thanks, Danielle, for that great informative email. So he came back early. Yep. That was a completely different storyline at the start then. Seems totally different. Yeah, I think there were a lot of rewrites. Mm. So Charles and David is his carbon copy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It seems all different. He's in public relations. And there's a scene where they admit that they miss each other. They didn't have good time on their holidays and the dance sequence at the end wasn't there. Hmm. So it's going to be interesting season three then, Danielle, if the scripts are different than the show. So she's going to have to keep letting us know on that one. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Danielle. Keep those cards and letters coming. Yes. Let us know. We'd love to know the differences in the script. Yeah, for sure. So what's next week's episode? Next week's episode, season three, episode two, The Man Who Cried, Wife. Yeah, that's a great episode too. I love that episode. Directed by Kristen Neby II and written by Carrie Aaron. Written by Carrie Aaron, yes. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that one. Very much so. Yeah, and that's when we introduce Miguel Cuddy. Ah. Very cool. McGillicuddy. That was really good talking about the sun also rises. I enjoyed that. Really happy to be back. Fun to talk about it and looking forward to talking about all of season three. Season three is going to be fun. And we've got more surprises coming up and more interviews. So Mm -hmm. we'll have some more bonus episodes this year. We hope all our Moonlighting fans are looking forward to that. I know we are. Anyway, that was good. We're back. We're doing it. Good details. Good episode. And yeah, season three. Woohoo. 
Hola, gringos and gringettes. We'll see you next week. La, 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 bamba. <laughs> arriba, arriba. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> bye, Grace. Bye, Shauna. Well, until next time. I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening to, to Moonlighting, Moonlighting the Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.